Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome, everyone, to our fourth call in our Manifesting Romance series. Tonight, we get to talk about, or this morning, I guess, for some of you, we're talking about sinistry. And Kim... Well, you probably want to give us a little intro to the subject before we get to look at the chart you've got for us, but I can't wait to dive in. Okay, me too. Hi, everybody. Glad to see you here. We have uh, we have a forum thread just specifically for this because there's the um, we have the manifesting romance thread, and then I made a special specific thread for the sinistry because I thought it might get busy with a lot of charts and what not and it hasn't gotten busy yet <laughs> then I realized well, you might not have seen it or realized it so I'll just I'll put that link uh, in the chat and for those of you listening to the call uh, you can uh, follow this link on the uh, PDF that goes up with it that has all the links on it and actually I'm going to rewind for a second because Mercury's retrograde and <laughs> Before we dive into this topic, uh, I just want to say a welcome to all the new members that have come in since this course started. And I want to encourage you not to feel overwhelmed that if you're just diving in now or in with the last call, no problem. Just go back to the beginning and we have forum threads for these topics. And any questions you have, that you can just bring them up in any of the GVA calls, or uh, you can bring them up in the forum and we can get you up to speed. So uh, don't feel like you've missed out because we go back to, we dial back to any of the, of the courses that were done prior and examine things from, from them. So uh, with that, are there any questions about the previous material or anything? GVA or astro-related before we start? Well, I, I just tried to follow the link, and it didn't recognize my login. It didn't recognize my username or, I guess, my password either. Are you logged in? Uh, no, I just went to try to log in, and it didn't recognize it. It said, you know, go away. We hate you. I'll, I'll do I'll, a little admin on that right now and send a little link, Quilly. Okay. That's well, shouldn't be the case, but um, uh, that may, Quilly might need a top-up in that. I'm on it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Getting fixed. Um, okay, meanwhile, that's, <laughs> that's not too bad if that's our only Mercury retrograde question for the day. How is Mercury retrograde treating you all? Is everybody feeling... Um, reflective in the uh, Virgo area of their chart? Yes. Okay. Good. I feel lucky because my friend is, is uh, let's see, her car won't work and her the whole phone system where she lives went out. So I just okay. feel grand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all here talking, so um, that can't be too bad. All righty oh. So sinistry. If you go to the link where I just popped, uh, I just popped in the chat. That's the manifesting sinistry link. First, you'll find a short, I don't know, it's five or six minute tutorial on what sinistry is and uh, where it evolved from and how we look at two charts together. So I'm not going to repeat all that because it's just right there in the um, in the tutorial, so you can get up to speed with sinistry in um, via that, and uh, just to remind you, S-Y-N is the Latin sin, it means with, or running with, or being together, and astri, of course, is stars, so it literally means stars in the same place, 
So what we do is we look at it, our chart, let's say our natal chart, and then we plot the other person's chart around ours as if it were the transits, plotting as if it were the transits. And this kind of uh, harkens back to the idea that people are like permanent transits. When you are in a relationship with someone, wherever their planets are, it's like personal transits for you while you're hanging out with them. Uh, Not necessarily in the physical space, but if there is a relationship, those transits, those planets, uh, placements are activating your chart. Uh, For example, (laughs) we'll just start with my quick example here. Uh, If you follow that link, you'll see a synastry chart Uh, that has my natal chart in the inner wheel. So the tiny, smaller circle in there that has uh, Pluto on the ascendant is uh, uh, my chart. You can see two Gemini. And then this person who I actually lived with on and off for about five years when I was, I don't know, 19 to 23, 4, something like that. And uh, so it was kind of, it was ongoing. Uh, But anyway, so here we go with those uh, permanent transits for me. And if you look at it and go, hey, those ascendants are identical. What's going on? Do you just use my ascendant, 29 Leo? No, his ascendant was 29 Leo. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, but here's the thing. You will find it's not always the exact degree. Um, I've lived with two other guys who were Leo rising. And uh, what does this tell you right away? If you've attracted someone with your ascendant, what do you reckon that's... Maybe you're not honoring yours, yourself, fully? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Let me give you a little history. I was extremely introverted and extremely shy and extremely, all these extremely uh, silent, muted. uh, And this guy was a performer. He was a dancer. He he danced in a modern dance company. He, um, God, I have to remember what he was. He was a, uh, he walked in a room and he just, uh, he made sure all eyes were on him. He started, he just, he performed every, whether he was on stage or in the living room, he was performing all the time. Uh, he was maxed out Leo, all 29 degrees of Leo, bang, right there on the ascendant. And he, uh, he lived it. I didn't live any of it. So this is just uh, an example of how something repressed or unexpressed in the in the natal chart is going to have a uh it's seeking outer manifestation it wants to live out right it's like i'm I'm missing an arm or a leg here so uh, we will attract because like attracts like (laughs) and people would look at the relationship and think they're opposites they're so different (laughs) they weren't different at all I was just not expressing, and I allowed him to do all the expressing. The inherent difficulty in this is that usually the other person won't express it exactly the way you want them to, and so you can get very uh, pissed off at them for, (laughs) uh, it's all kind of unconscious usually, but you can get quite annoyed uh, because you become dependent on them expressing in a certain way that you might like. So, um, mm. so that's the number one interesting thing about the synastry. Um, other things that you might see, there's uh, my 18 degrees of Mercury in the 10th house, which is just longing to express on a public platform or just simply communicate. Uh, again, muted. I had no voice. And uh, his north node on it and his Venus and Uranus on it. How do you think he affected uh, my communication skills? I did that. (laughs) (laughs) What's that? Sorry, I missed that? That was Marilyn. I said he ignited them. Ignited. Well, he certainly... Uh, he sort of ran them through with a sword in a way, which did ignite. <laughs> there, it was a combination. It was a combination of, uh, but 
I, oh God, it's weird to be thinking back to this relationship. He, I was, again, mute, and so my ways of communication would be just to become even more quiet if something was wrong. <laughs> and it, it forced him to kind of, he would have to just really work at trying to get me to express what was happening, and it might take an hour or two. It was, God, it was kind of a therapeutic kind of situation. And uh, then other times he would do things to shock me into into speaking or reacting. Um, it was very painful for me and probably him too. Uh, but you can see that probably now, if I met someone who had Venus, Uranus, North Node on my Mercury, um, I'd probably have a ball with it. It would probably, you know, that kind of transit over my Mercury, I would probably find very stimulating, very energizing, very exciting. It would ignite me. Um, in this case, it confronted me. So here's another tip about reading charts. You don't know initially, unless you know the person, if they're a, a client, a coaching client or an astrology client, you unless you know them, you don't know what they're doing with their ascendant or their mercury or uh, whatever else is going on in the chart. You you don't know. And it, you can't look at the, the synastry and just say, oh, this is going to be great because it's just going to be so. Um, not necessarily. A for example, if I met this person today, both Ascendants, 29, Leo, probably too competitive, probably too similar. That's what but I was that's... imagining. I, it was yeah. hard to imagine you as as a repressed rising Leo, Kim. <laughs> I know, I know, but guys, I, yeah, for, trust me, I'm not making this stuff up. It, was, it wasn't there. They call it the missing mask. I virtually had yeah. no mask through which to project my personality so it was um uh yeah so um see except uh except when i was showing horses so then i my mask became kind of subsumed in this image of the the animal and the riding and so forth and then again it was mute but yet it was a performance so i just realized there's yeah, growing up, that was something. But anyway, yeah, at this point, probably too too similar, too competitive. The idea is you can't judge until you know who's living out what material. But how interesting is it to attract this kind of uh, synastry and this kind of synchronicity at that time? I'll just uh, point out one other thing that uh, you might have noticed. Uh, what do you think my Neptune his um, uh, and his moon might um, mean? Hmm. Wondrous, wondrous fantasy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like wondrous, that interpretation. Wondrous fantasy. There was a lot of uh, there was a lot of fantasy. Um, my idea of what the relationship was was utterly different from the reality of what he thought it was. Uh, and again, without the communication skills, kind of hard to check in on that stuff. Mm. But um, something <clears throat> very unique, having Moon on Neptune, I say unique and it's a joke because I think four of my longer-term relationships, like over a year, uh Actually, all of the guys I've ever lived with had the moon between 19 and 24 degrees of Libra. What is going on there? Yeah, interesting. Hey, I think, I don't know, I'm probably too close to it to know what to think, but my my intellect is saying unless uh, that my Neptune was engaged, which is this divine love, this deep and again, fantastic, fantastic love. Uh, why would you even live with a guy? <laughs> Unless they were channeling the God. Oh, wow. So, you know, wow. I, I think because there's other parts of me, even though they weren't living out, son in the 10th house isn't really too interested in um, spending a lot of domestic time. The, the energy is ambitious. It's out there in the world. Uh, it's doing its own thing. 
my natal moon in Aquarius, uh, same thing, work, uh, especially in the sixth house, my work, my routine, <laughs> um, my uh, my heart is in in my own creative expression, and uh, so I think it was it was nature's way of tricking me into relationship. I think it's putting a moon on my Neptune. <laughs> oh, funny! It is funny. It's pretty funny. Okay, enough about me. Um, that's just give you. Do, does that give you an idea of how we approach these synastries? Uh, are there any questions about that? Just well, one thing I, I wanted to go say, yeah, was that because your Mercury and Neptune's, um, you know, connected, um, can't get to you through the Mercury, so it will get to you through the Neptune. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's also possible that um, I'm not an easy person to live with at all. And I think that having um, them having their moon enchanted by Neptune was probably uh, nature's way of tricking them to actually hang out with me for X amount of time. Without that, it's like, oh, my God, this is way too hard. <laughs> this is so not worth it. So, um, yeah, yeah. So in a way, it was a it was a bit of a saving grace to actually keep me in a relationship long enough to uh, learn and grow from that experience. Or I probably would spend uh, even more time, um, yeah, so more solo time. So interesting. Now. Who else would like to Jody. Ex- Okay. Do we have and yes. is, do we ja- Okay, I got it. I'm clicking. Got it. Hello. Hello. Hey, good to Hi. see you. Now, do you want to give us a little uh wow. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking at the I mean, this is this is very cool. So you, are you the inner circle? I can't see. Are you I'm blue. Yeah, I'm the inner circle. Okay, because you've got Mars and Chiron in the first house, and yeah. I'm seeing your Sag sun. And now, it, before you say anything, I'll just say uh, this is really, to me, a very interesting sinistry. Number one, the the your sun and uh, on on their Neptune. <laughs> Their Mars on your Neptune. Can can you guys see how? We we'll just start there. Is yeah. is be the very Neptunian uh, relationship where uh, what we just talked about, uh, what we just talked about. Only it's connected in a much more Yang way because it's on their Mars and on your Sun. I imagine it's easier to make that that kind of idealized fantasy and that um, divine component of the relationship to uh, bring that to consciousness more. Super, super creative. Uh, I think Neptune's uh, challenging to live out in the day-to-day life, in the everyday life, but if in the creative world, uh, it's it's infinite. It's infinite. these are very powerful attractors. I think when Neptune's involved, we we just um, well we fall, we just fall in love. Yes. And uh, <laughs> is that how did that happen right away? Like I'm wondering what it was like when you met this person. Um. Uh, there was a intellectual connection when we first met. Mm-hmm. And um, it because of my circumstances, I hadn't opened my relationship. So he was the one who basically forced the wedge in. <laughs> All right. And called well, the, Mar- he, was the, he was the catalyst. <laughs> yep. Okay. That's interesting, but just forced the wedge in, and <laughs> it's his Mars there that's so strongly activated. Oh, yeah. first, on, first on your Mercury, which is... 
um, yeah, through the intellectual. Where's his Mercury? Let me just get oriented. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in Scorpio, and uh, but then, then once that um, intellectual pathway is opened up, um, the Neptune you can't you know really dissect Neptune out from your Mercury. So, so we actually I it took two weeks for me to make contact with him again. Oh wow! Met him, and then we caught Uh him by postcard. Ah, uh, so I make these these handmade postcards of Alice falling down the rabbit hole. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep. so Neptunian, so Neptunian. And then, and then, about two weeks later, because I've got a massive online presence, he only had to stick my name in, and he would have known my circumstances. Yes. So I said, "Look, can we meet?" Um, and so it was basically, he says, oh, I'm kind of seeing somebody, and I'm like, oh, that's okay. I'm in a 13-year relationship. (laughs) (laughs) And once we talked that out across about an hour and a half, it was just like falling, falling instantly in love on one spectrum, but being very conscious of all the restrictions on the other side Mm. so I always joked that it was like our souls had been around the block they had the instant attraction they knew each other it was like the human bodies had to kind of catch up right (laughs) in the human 3d experience had to kind of sort itself out yeah yeah does does anyone else see um, anything in here think of the red as the outer planet's um, this uh, other person as permanent transit what do you think he does to what else <laughs> does he wake up for for Jody I'm looking at the satin on Pluto <laughs> yeah 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 hard to miss that <laughs> it is I it's a little tricky for me to speak to this. I was married to someone whose Saturn was on my Pluto, and it lived out in a um, probably, well, it lived out. It may not have been the most creative manifestation of this contact. I I think it can, the, the thing is that Pluto and Saturn innately threaten each other. So Pluto is this, um, con, this, this transforming powerful energy i think of the lava in the um in the volcano and it's bubbling and it's pushing the magnum magma what's it called it, you know that red hot stuff is pushing up to the surface and saturn is the cone of the mountain of the volcano that contain tries to contain it it wants to contain and keep it in because it's just too volatile it's too much change it's too it threatens saturn and of course the containment threatens pluto and we all know what volcanoes do um <laughs> this is my experience of of uh saturn pluto it can be extremely creative and extremely uh, evolutionary for both people because it does create change. And it does, for you, it gets you very much in touch with your power and, yes. uh, and, and your ability to change and adapt and become more of who you are. And for him, it helps expand boundaries, but it may expand those boundaries and make life bigger by exploding them and of course then there's a rebuild that needs to happen but he has Jupiter Saturn too uh, which he's got Jupiter conjunct Saturn and I think that aids in the recovery and the rebuilding Um, and it believe me with synastry don't think it's a one-way street and that the Pluto person feels X and the Saturn person feels the other thing that it's a two-way connection it can flip um, you can, and, and there's no way to look at this flat chart and know 
who's feeling, who's going to take on and feel the Saturn and who will take on and feel the Pluto. Remember in the originals, um, in, in my synastry that I showed you, here I was this mute girl uh, with the identical ascendant. And there's no way to look at the chart and know who's living out the ascendant. Is, are they both? Is one projecting? Is the other taking it on and uh, unconsciously being the mouthpiece for that energy? You don't know. So uh, you don't look at the chart and just assume that uh, the Pluto person or the Neptune first person will feel X and the uh, other person will feel something else. But um, can you relate to yeah. that metaphor? I was going to say, we've done a pretty good job of exploding each other's lives. Okay. <laughs> so successful. Mm. That, um, the sun, sun Pluto on Uranus, too. Um, yeah. But, um, I mean, that's, yeah, that's pretty activating. Um, but also the moon Venus, which is obviously one of the most... It's Venus, isn't it? Yeah, my eyes. Um, yeah. It's always, it's always so luscious, isn't it? I mean, yeah. moon Venus, beautiful. It is very sweet and very, um, the thing about synastry, you'll realize right away if the moon, if if the moon is touched, you feel on some level, you feel known, you feel understood, you feel uh, nurtured at a very core level. So, and if it's touched by Venus, um, that's usually pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that moon Venus point was the point of the eclipse last year, which was the night we got together. Oh wow. Wow. That's cool. So I knew change was coming, I just didn't think it was like that. And it was super, super quick. It went mm. from kind of this nice slow burn to just this incinery incinery action. Um very, very quickly. Mm. Um mm. and then burnt and broke and burnt and broke and broke and burnt and then lay dormant for a bit. <laughs> wow. I'm trying this time to rebuild without breaking this time. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think yeah. I can see how I've had structure to pull off a phoenix. But I think we've both done it. Mm. Um, I think he crashed and burned far worse than what I realised he had. Because I was crashing and burning at the same time. Two people crashing and burning at the same time are not good for each other. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's very hard to, um, yeah, have a, a clear perception of what's going on outside of that, uh, outside mm-hmm. of yourself, your own experience. Wow, that's a great Hi. example, Jody. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for bringing that. That's um does anyone else have any comments about this sinister chart? I just have a question about the moon Venus. Yes. You know how you were saying that you can't t- we you can't tell in advance how something might play out. You have to ask questions. Yes. But then I heard I heard you say moon Venus usually pretty nice. You're right. And is there a negative? Is there, there is there is. another? Let's hear. Sure, there is. Yeah, and I, as I was saying that, I was my, part of my mind. It's, it's lots of voices in this head. Part of my mind was going, "Yeah, but <laughs> that's not always the case." So I'm really glad you asked this question. That's perfect timing. Here's the thing about the moon. If we'll use Jody's example, if Jody wasn't in touch with her feelings, if she wasn't living her moon in some way, feeling. Uh, giving and receiving, love and nurturing, able to um, able to express her emotional needs, able to express in some way her her feelings. If she's dis- if she's disconnected from her moon, any transit to the moon or any person who has a contact to her moon um, is is going to remind her of what she's not allowing, and that is not going to feel good. It doesn't matter and it if it's didn't. Venus. <laughs> all right. It did not feel good at all. Okay, all right. Well, so the Venus, it's done in this very sweet way, in this very charming way. Yeah. Uh, if Mars was there, it, it might have been more argumentative or competitive or uh, spirited, but... Um, you know, and if Pluto's there, it might have been more threatening. Or however, it comes across. If the, 
a transit to your moon or a person with a, a, a planet on your moon will tell you straight away how uh, in touch with your emotions you are and how comfortable you are with your own feelings and how much emotional honesty you have. And so, yeah, that's probably what I needed to say straight up and not how sweet it is. But there, on some level, we are, I think what I was trying to get at is that we are unconsciously magnetic to these contacts with our moon because we want to feel, we want to love and nurture the moon and we want to live uh, for it to live out. So we're drawn uh, but we can have pretty abrupt reactions depending on how in touch with the moon we are. And his Venus is intercepted there in the first house, so he doesn't express his Venus very well. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's a, uh So you would be reminding him of his unexpressed Venus. So yes. for him, yes. it's got the plus side of, okay, this wants to wake up, I want this, and the other side, which is, ouch, 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 <laughs> stop, <laughs> I'm not comfortable with this, uh, it can be very uncomfortable. So he you're likes right. my it's creative not... spark, he likes my creative spark and almost, not covets it, but wishes he could transform it and his own, mm-hmm. like that mirror that you were talking about. And yes. You know, like, well, you have to do it for yourself. <laughs> you can hang out with me yeah. as much as you want and some of it will rub off. But it's actually well, up to you at the end of the day. That's right. That's right. And it does rub it does rub off. It activates. It does activate. Mm. Can't help but activate. Your Uranus on his son Pluto uh is is this electric reminder of his own creative heart, his own creative uh, drives, which are very powerful and yeah. uh, very dynamic. And if he's not living them, then it's very frustrating. So Ooh, in yeah. some ways, <laughs> being around you is very frustrating and also very inspiring. And um, yeah, yeah, I can see how that would live out. Fun. In fair comments. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for bringing this. It's uh, these are great examples, and it's really fun to to have a look. Uh, does is anyone else dialed in or in the uh, chat that would like to uh, look at their synastry with someone? I've got one. If no one else does, but I wanted to give someone else a chance first. Let's look at yours, Jeanette. Let's look at yours and someone else might be getting theirs together or uh, finding a link or getting Um, up the courage. (laughs) I put it in the the thread that you had posted earlier, Kim. I'll re-put that link right here. Oh, did you put it in the manifesting? um... Uh, (laughs) I used the link that you had in chat room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. You can see it now. Can you put it in the chat? Because I still can't get into. Um... Oh, okay. You know what, Quilly? I'm going to email you right now. Okay. And I'll I'll just view um, image. I'll just put. This is the actual image link, which I don't think you'll be blocked from. Remind remind my computer, Quilly, what your address, what your email address starts with. Um, we have two of them, but. Try Jarda, J-A-R-D-A. Jarda at Venetia C-A. Gotcha. It's okay. on its way. Okay. I'm going to Okay. So thanks for posting this. <laughs> uh, well, I was a little hesitant to. <laughs> yeah. Well, fair enough. Because this, this is the chart I've always wanted to see, isn't it? Probably. Yeah, yep. I, for those uh, listening, this is the I've spent ten years with this guy, and we I just moved out a couple of days ago after uh, we've broken up for I don't know two or three years, lived together amicably for quite a while. I get along with exes; it's what I do. It's one of my favorite things ever, until we didn't, and the last year has been really rough, especially the last couple months. And the move it was a big culmination of it just felt like trauma and crisis and. 
all sorts of challenges. This is the person that we all know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm soaking it up. Um, Mars Uranus <laughs> node. Okay, so his node in Uranus is on your Mars. Uh, his is in late Leo, but uh, your Mars in very early Virgo, and that's in your seventh house. Uh, yeah. How could we that know. have been a positive thing? I'd like to hear yeah. how could okay. what would be a yeah. Let's see what what it could okay. have been. So, <laughs> when it was when it was working, because you know that there were times that it's working. I have a feeling mm-hmm. he might. Uh, because this is in Leo, which is his, it's the 12th house sign to his Virgo, to his sun and moon and Pluto. So it's not the sign he's very comfortable with. And the erratic, disruptive, mm. jarring energy of the Uranian energy, it, he's not, probably not very comfortable with. He probably prefers order and planning and things oh, in Lord. sequence. Uh, and so well it triple my, Virgo. Yeah. yeah yeah and so my idea is that probably uh he's very uncomfortable with that uranian energy yet his north node is there so he needs it to become more of himself he needs it to uh, keep expanding and growing and and uh, uh being everything he can possibly be so unconsciously he wants it activated when it's activated, he's very uncomfortable with it. Your Mars is there. So all you have to do is walk in a room or open your mouth, and he's having to repress Uranus. Like, all you have to do is take an action. If you raise your voice, like, like 10 times stronger. If you guys get in a fight, he's, he's not fighting you. He's struggling with that Uranian energy. Now, how can that be fun? Is when oh you can imagine if this guy was a maybe a fire sign and, and maybe Aquarius rising or something what's his rising um, Virgo okay yeah um, that just adds to the everything I said mm-hmm. um, if he was, was these other things he might just find it so stimulating mm-hmm. and so gotcha. exciting. Or because then every time you open your mouth or walk in the room or even just get snarky or have a bit of a tete-a-tete or competition, he's excited. He's turned on. He's His world expands. He's He starts innovating. He gets inspired. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is inspirational if you allow for the energy, but if you're not comfortable with the energy. Um, but the thing is, he's uncomfortable with it, but he has to have it. He's He's not going to find a relationship that works for him that doesn't help him activate his north node. Uh, wow. So, but it's a, for you, it's the Marsy way. Now, the the flip side is your Mars is in the seventh house, and a lot of your Libra energy and the containment of of Capricorn rising wants to keep Mars uh, from being too over the top it's uh the seventh house is all about let's collaborate let's mm-hmm. find it, the even ground yeah, me, the middle getting way along with exes yes yeah, yeah what I do. that's my thing you know what Mar- it's not mars's thing <laughs> it's not moon- <laughs> your moon in scorpio says be burn baby burn and i <laughs> <laughs> But but the but the leap the other parts of you it is your thing, but it's good to recognize it's not always perfectly your thing. Um, <laughs> for you, his Uranian and North Node energy comes in there and wakes up your Mars. So, gosh, see if somebody was like looking at your charts and saying, "Do you want to live together for ten years?" That astrologer would probably say, "Uh, <laughs> well." It's- <laughs> Yes, if you want to keep challenging each other in some of your most vulnerable areas. Well, I'll tell you what I did. I learned a lot of. Um, I learned a lot of. I I was stretched. I learned to focus. I learned. Um, I learned how to put myself first. 
I mean, I, I did learn. There was a lot of good things that came from these challenges. Wow. I love that you said you learn to put yourself first. That's your Mars. Mars is what keeps us from being oh. a doormat. Oh, good Lord. Oh, and that's what I was most of my life. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so yeah. that's what's good about this. This is what we're grateful for, for every day of those 10 years, because there's no way you can dial back to doormat. Right. <laughs> Mars is awake now. He woke up your Mars. That's literally Uranus on your Mars. Wow. That's a gift. That's pretty cool. As a gift, because it, was, it wasn't comfortable for him. It wasn't always fun for him. Uh, but he did it hmm. by by dint of being, you know, that permanent transit. I mean, it would be really hard to have a permanent transit Uranus over your Mars and still have friends. <laughs> but you're beautiful, all that beautiful Libra in there, balancing and keeping things. Um, and I do, I love the sun on Jupiter. It had to, that last 10 years had to have been a time of real expansion for you in terms Huge. of business. He would have supported, I imagine, your business and your uh, entrepreneurship. Well, he supported and, it in that he stayed out of my way, you know, so I could focus yeah. on it. He did not distract me. But he yeah. also uh, did a really good job of, of, I was going to say raise my ambitions when we were looking at, at Mars, because I was pretty content with the lifestyle that I had, and um, he changed that quite a bit. Ah, I'm in great. I'm in my dream house today because of him. I would still, I would have been two houses ago. I mean, I mean, it, it's it was such an upgrade. I can't even tell you, and he's directly responsible for it. I remember that. I remember ten years ago you saying Rose Park was perfect. You'd never leave. Never leave. Never. Never. Leave. And then. When we broke up and he was like, well, obviously you'll go back to Rose Park. I was like, please, I'm not going back to Rose Park. (laughs) (laughs) And not only that, I'm not even staying where we were. I'm like upgrading beyond it. So it wouldn't have happened. I with I maybe maybe someone else would have done it. But I my plan was stay in Rose Park forever. I was going to die there happily. Uh, Wow. I know. I know. And it, it took me. I remember thinking. Yeah, Rose Park. This is eight. I think it's the first breakup, and then and that reaction. I thought, okay, well, that's things have changed. I know. <laughs> so I'm still back at Rose Park. It's perfect. <laughs> I know. I know. I was so mad at him for making me leave there. I loved that place so much. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. That's so interesting. It's the expansion. Thought- yeah. Yeah. It's totally the expansion, and and Pluto Jupiter is the sign of. Wealth and abundance and and riches, um, not just physical money in the bank, but metaphorically. Um, and his son, that ten years of having son on that would have um, really lit it up. You couldn't ignore it. Couldn't ignore it. And also, there was an expansive. You certainly opened his mind, his consciousness to new ideas. I don't know how. LOA savvy he was or is now or but somehow he would have imbibed something along the way who knows who knows uh and I'm curious about Neptune moon because I had that with all my live-ins and I'm wondering if my theory (laughs) that they've got to have they've got Neptune has to activate the moon in some way for you to actually give up what you thought was perfect life to accommodate mm-hmm. for this other person. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't it know. sure did feel like that, yeah. It, um, and I was very surprised when guidance was a yes for it. I was pretty sure when he said, you know, he's basically saying, let's do this or not, I was pretty sure my answer was going to be no. Guidance was a green light on it, which surprised me because I liked my life so much I didn't, think change needed to happen, especially as a fourth house Taurus, changing in my home is not my favorite thing. No, not at all. Which is one reason why this last weekend has felt like such a challenge, I'm sure. I just don't like the change. Do we, Joe? Well, yeah, oh, it's huge to move, move in. Are you all, is everything moved now? Is it? Well, we're here now. Yeah, we're in. (laughs) We're still looking for Joe's treats and the salt and the... (laughs) Uh, tea uh, kettle. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, we're here. But I mean, you moving, you moving. To how many twenty-five animals with you? Or something. It's a huge. bunch. 
like thir- it's, was it nine, ten, yeah. twelve? I was yeah. eleven. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That is amazing. I, so. I, think, I think there should be some um, Jeanette House Beautiful article so we can see this house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I will. No. I will. I'll share some yeah. photos. Can you get? Yeah, I've seen the I've seen the garden, a bit of the garden. Jeanette, I'm gonna I'm gonna email you personally this sinistry chart I have since I still can't get in to look oh. at um anyway this is I'll just if there's any way of putting it up fine. If not, that's okay too. I'm just okay. emailing you my sinistry with this. Are you, is it not in the it is it in the isn't it in the gallery? What I had in the gallery was just two separate charts that we could well, I that's didn't, all right. We didn't didn't have a singular. That's okay. Okay. I can look at two separate. What's it called in the gallery? Um, it's chart um, twelve forty and chart number twelve thirty. Oh, oh, right, right. Okay, so I guess I can get the link to that. Um, and we've got a question. Guest eight. Hello. Is <laughs> in the in the chat and just having trouble uploading. Um. Probably going to have to. You can email that chart to me, but uh, I'll, we'll probably have to upload it and discuss it in the forum because I don't think we'll get it up in time before the end of the call. But uh, let me just. Oops. Um, oh, and you can't log in. Okay, dear, dear. All righty. Uh, can you email me? Uh, email us uh, guest date and we'll get you sorted out. Is anybody else having login issues? Gosh, I hope. Um, I'm yes, that would be okay. fine. Webmaster's fine or uh, a line at goodvibeastrology.com. Either one. We'll we will sort that out and we'll um, we'll put it up in the um, forum. Uh, sorry. Now I just need to grab this. Oh, it's your first. Okay, it's your first login. Did you get login details from? You would have login details. I can forward that to you if you need them. Quickly, just tell me that number again for um, your chart. Mine's twelve forty. His is twelve thirty nine. Okay. And I'm We're also adding it to the. Um, same forum thread that where where I oh, shared mine. Thank you. All right. Now. So that's good. Oh. He's 1249? 1239. Sorry, 39? Put the other person first when I do think. 1239 and I'm 1240, I think. Does that sound right? Okay. Pete? Is it Pete? Pete. Pete. Here's Pete. I okay, like so I'm Oh, that's lovely. So there's a link um, to Pete. I just put in the chat, and here's yep, that's Quilly. Quilly, I'm just putting the uh, JPEGs up, so uh, links, so you can follow along as well. Now okay. I have to go back. Actually, no, I can do this because browsers are so good this day, these days. Um, here we go. That's wrong. That's right. There you are. Okay, I've got them both side by side. And Quilly, what you just hit me with what you think is the oh, it's got my almost exact moon. <laughs> that excites me. <laughs> uh, Aquarius moon, mine's ten degrees. This is twelve. Uh, well, what? Okay, first of all, what do you think about having Jupiter and the Sun conjunct your ascendant? How does that feel? Well, that's the thing. It's like there was immediate attraction, just sort of, but it's it's weird because it's not, it doesn't relate to, doesn't relate to all my Pisces stuff so much. So it's like, it's all Capricornian, which I like, and he's, you know, super smart, very productive. He has like a work ethic like you do. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, he's on a mission to get this body of, photography done and oh I admire that so much you know because it plays right into the Capricorn stuff that I admire but 
it's nebulous. Plus, he's got all this beautiful, all of this beautiful Capricorn stuff in his fifth house. Yeah. Can you get, you know, Jupiter in the sun, how lucky can you get? And, um, And then I do that Aquarian moon is, it doesn't relate to my Pisces stuff, but boy, it relates to my Mars. Yeah. 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 So it's fire you up for sure. How interesting is it, though, that, you know, he doesn't have um, any personal planets or <clears throat> main planets in Pisces, uh, but that's the cusp of his seventh house. So your sun is on his horizon and uh, moon Mercury in his seventh house. So let's just talk about this first house, seventh house thing a bit. We have, of course, in a lot of different courses, but the idea is that the seventh is the other. It's the part of ourselves that is farthest away from what we think of as us. And so we're very attracted to bringing that into our lives, bringing that Piscean energy uh, into the into the world so that uh, we feel more balanced, so that we get that other side of the coin to his Virgo and his Virgo Saturn. And uh, so in a way, the his attraction to your Piscean energy is very strong. And uh, how interesting that your... Um, that your seventh house is is cancer, and that's also the opposite of his fifth and all the Capricorn that's missing as well. So in some ways, does he does he manifest any of that Cancerian kind of energy? You know how the Capricorns can easily flip to that other other side and uh, uh, manifest the opposite. Um, yeah, I think a little bit in that. Um He's a, he cooks, right? He's definitely that. Mm-hmm. In fact, he ran a restaurant at one point when he was very young, and um, and he's uh, he's close with his son, and and his <laughs> and his his son's mother, his ex-wife, was a Pisces, that, which we didn't get along with. So I'm thinking, ah, it's a good thing you don't understand astrology. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Very, it's pretty, pretty accepting of things, but I, it's like this, this, it, there's an, a definitely an attraction there, but I can't. It's nebulous. I can't get a hold of it, and and I also, I, like I said, I feel totally inferior to him for all of his his Capricornness. Just like wow, knocks me out of the water. To um, well. Clearly, it wakes up your Venus in Capricorn. So there's part and your ascendant. I do like that my my Venus just sort of slots into his fifth house. I do like that. Yeah, yeah, right in the middle of it. But in a way, so you admire and want some of that productivity, (coughs) that productive energy, and that um, that ambition. And in a way, he's very attracted to your more nebulous uh, and creative side and intuitive side and allowing side. The Capricorn is very doing. Neptune's very allowing. And so I can see how this is a, if you were looking for transits to wake up certain parts of yourself, when you, what do you want to wake up right now? Do you want to wake up the more ambitious side? Yeah, uh, do you? This is gonna you're, you're, sorry. <laughs> it's going to be a good ambitious year for me because of um, uh, because of Jupiter in in Libra because it's going to go eventually go over my midheaven and that's sort of be, like okay, I'm happy with that with Jupiter in the. So what I'm thinking is. Um, there's probably next year. There's probably going to be a an art show, and that'll be good. And, mm-hmm. But the romance thing is just like what? Like I don't see how this chart can lead to a, a romance, even though it feels. I feel 
attracted to him. I just don't. I don't know. It's, it's so different than anybody I've ever known before. Never mm-hmm. had never had a Capricorn boyfriend. Ever. Well, I I think that you're just, you could very easily talk yourself out of it, <laughs> which is okay. If that's okay, not judging that. But if you want to give it a go, tell a different story. Uh, instead of saying, I can't see how this could work, this is not anything I've ever done, this I don't think it can. Maybe tell the story of, I wonder where this will go. Uh, like I'm like use that to... Neptune differently. The Neptune, the, the aspect of Neptune saying, I don't see how this could work. Maybe you yeah. could use Neptune differently. That Neptune-Neptune action is kind of interesting to me. Well, because we're you know we're the same age approximately. Got and it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, and but the Neptune, his Neptune, your Neptune is trine his moon, which activates his moon Neptune trine. Uh, the, see, I look at this sinistry and think it's every bit as uh, it has a, every bit as much potential to be a fabulous relationship, a growthful uh, relationship as. Um, any of the others that we've looked at, but check into your story because I think your story is wanting to talk yourself out of it. Oh, I, well, I want, okay, here's the thing. I wonder, even though he inspires my ambition, if, if having a romantic relationship right now would actually distract me from my own, um, you know, career of art, right? I sure wish I didn't have to hang up at the top of the hour for another call. Man, would I like to rework that story. I know. Uh, Well, if we can transmit it to me psychically later, that would be fine. (laughs) I think You could receive that, too. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to put this uh, up in the, let's put it up in the forum. You know, you can tell by now I'm desperate to put some of these charts in the forum so I can talk about them. Put it up in the forum and let's, um, Jeanette, you come back and we'll talk about some right on. Uh, other stories. Because this is actually a good thing to wrap up on. Is The idea is that the story that we tell about the relationship is going to be um, the walls that we put up that uh, of how we are going to experience it. You will experience it the way you say Ah, so, uh, well, the way I really want it to go is that I get to do exactly what I want and he falls helplessly head over heels in love and will basically, you know, fall at my feet. That's how I would love it to happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I don't, want, I don't want to work at this. I mean, it's like I don't – it's Libra time. I don't want to work at love. Anyway, well, but I do love you guys. No, <laughs> we love you too, Quilly. Um, we'll put this together in a in the this industry and and uh, we'll put it up on the forum and have a good look there. And we'll sort out your logins and uh, guest eight. I uh, apologize for you not being able to get in. I will um, address that as soon as we hang up from the call. I'll email you and try to suss out what's going on. Um, with with your login and uh, do we have any final questions about what's going on here? No, I think just continuing continuing that story of from Quilly's comment then would be good. I I I feel on the forum because it feels yeah. like a general tone in the air, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, do it, we do it all the time. We, we anticipate, oh, it's going to be like this, especially if we've got the charts that we can see. Ooh, it's going to be like this. And we start telling that story. When what we realize as we look at synastry, these can open up in so many dynamic ways. And uh, so wouldn't we want to tell the story that most supports what we want to experience I think that's where we're uh we need to take this next to wrap this up. So um yeah, awesome guys. Thank you so much for contributing, uh everyone and for being here. And uh, we will see you in the forum. Thanks. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.